0: In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Christmas has not finished, not only because we keep the Christmas tree and the nativity set at the crib in our church until the 2nd of February, as it should be. I'm sure you've done the same at home, because the end of Christmas time is the purification of Our Lady and the presentation of the light, the child Jesus, in the temple. And... uh, Resting this because I had a few questions again this year. Somebody saw my Christmas tree through the winter What well, there was a delivery and um, I said, why did you keep your tree? I said, because Christ is eternal. So the tree represents the eternity of Christ who is always and ever living. This is the meaning of this tree. So why not keeping the tree as long as we can until the second and uh, today it's, uh, we, we continue to meditate and to and it, it, we extend the uh, the Christmas time to this gospel again and see in the miracles of Christ there are clearly an extension of this uh, of the feast of the Nativity. The first is this leper coming along and comes forward and asks the miracle to ask to be healed and. Christ, as the Gospel says, touches him. He, he heals. He cures this man from his physical disease in order to reach the, the spiritual disease, which is uh, the sin. Here, the touch. This man comes directly, and he touches him physically to cure, to heal him. This is the incarnation of Christ. This is the uh, the this, this means. Christ has come to His people and has assumed their flesh, the flesh of His people, to save them from the the, the original sin and from the personal sins. This first miracle is a, takes the place in the context of the incarnation of Christ, and it extends the incarnation towards the people as the healing of the flesh which it touches and by the touch is the incarnation, is the nativity of Christ the second miracle is the miracle of the, of the, the healing of this child who is sick is not from the people not from Christ's people he is, I would say, a foreigner and this uh, foreigner is sick and it represents, it continues the visit of, the, uh, uh, of the, the, the three wise men. The three kings were all foreigners, weren't they? They were not part of the people physically, they were not. They had to come and see and adore him. Here, the centurion represents the three, the magi again, coming along and adoring Christ, come to adore Christ, but in a different way. This miracle is the miracle. It shows the adoration. But now, after the time of adoration, is the time for the mission of Christ. They all came at Christmas to adore the, silently the incarnation of Christ, miracle number one, and to adore the uh, the power of the infant over the world. Miracle number two with the centurion. But now, it's about the healing of the people. Now, Christ is acting on the people. He is acting on souls and bodies. Now, the little infant did not. He didn't do anything. Well, as, long as, as much as we know, the, miracle, the gospel is silent regarding the miracles of Christ when he was a child. Nothing is said in the gospel now it is it it is happening and it shows the universal mission of Christ both for his people and for the rest of the world and this is uh, the uh, universal salvation is now proposed to the world not just the silent adoration but it shows that there is no miracle before without this adoration without this kind of acknowledgement or recognition of the Divinity of Christ first and this is happening for us today when we go to the healing sacrament of confession we first prepare our confession by in silence by understanding by kneeling at the front of Jesus Christ and we recognize we acknowledge in silence what we have done and who we are um, in front of him what we have done and all of us we need this time of adoration and contemplation of the mission of Christ for us who mm. Christ is for us this little, this infant in the incarnation and my savior and my redeemer in his passion we need this time of adoration of silence before our confession we need to understand the consequences of our uh, sins for him. We need to sort of conceive as much as we can, or sometimes just catch a glimpse of the consequences of the sin on this relationship, and this relationship with Christ, is the most important relationship. It's called the grace. How we have harmed this relationship It cannot be seen on a piece of paper. It is seen in the passion of Christ, in the mission of Jesus. We need to place ourselves as the leper came and see what we've done and present ourselves exactly how we are. I'm a sinner and you will heal me. And these two uh, moments, this this time of adoration is followed by a true, a humble, uh, truthful confession. Very honest, because we see exactly who we are. And we know thousands and millions of people have done that before us, and these two men are doing the same. And sometimes our question is, I don't feel this contrition, I don't feel sorry enough to go to confession. This could be a temptation, couldn't it? oh no, I think I'll go when I, when I feel really, as, we, as I would say, contrite. Can you say that word? Is that a true word? Yeah. Contrite. It's not a question of feeling. It's not a I would say a charismatic experience in the weak sense. It's not that. Because the church transforms within the sacrament of confession changes these Weak contrition or lack of contrition into a perfect contrition in the reception of the absolution. There is a wonderful say uh, taught to the seminarians when you know when you before you become a priest, you you have some kind of lessons where you're not hearing confession. You need to believe what you what you're taught There is a. A little phrase which says, which is always true and quite consoling, atritio, it's a Latin, don't worry, it won't be long, atritio fit contritio. Atritio fit contritio. That means the weak contrition, the, the non-perfect contrition, becomes true contrition, which is an absolute sorrow for our sins. after we we receive the absolution. We know we need to prepare as much as we can, but we know as soon as the priest says I absolve you, we have a perfect contrition of our sins. We don't feel it. But it's performed by the grace of the sacrament. Arritsio, fit contritio. The little Abbe here knows that already because he studied that lesson. Yes. And this is a consolation for us. This is consolation. This stops us from thinking too much about our contrition. Just go and say it. If you're honest, you've got a good enough contrition. If not enough, you don't, you don't feel you've got it. You will have it in the confession. So the contrition could happen after your own confession. It could. It could. But got, the, the church would provide. And in this Gospel, the Church is represented by the centurion, as him, I'm too far. The child, his sick child, is too far, as we are sometimes in contrition, we are a bit too far from a real feeling of the, of the, 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 the sorrows of Christ, a bit too far, like this child. But the Church reached the gap between this lack of contrition to the contrition, this is the sort, of Romans, the Roman, the centurion of the gospel today. He makes this sort of travel between uh, this attrition to contrition, and this is where the theology is rooted, and the sacramental theology is rooted in the gospel and this kind of gospel. And what comfort for us? What a good consolation! And in the meantime. This Gospel says, you have no excuse. Well, this is how I read it. You have no excuse. Oh, I'm not too sure I've got to know. You know, are we good confession. Well, at the end of the day, if you read that carefully, I have to say, I, ha- I have no excuse. I have no excuse. And this is it. And it's a good encouragement. It's good for us because there is no, n- nothing more precious than, the friendship with Jesus Christ, with the Good Lord, we find again in a good, honest, and um, a good, honest, uh, and I would say in a way naive confession. Yes, we find the healing, we find the strength to be faithful to our blessing. <coughs> in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Amen.